Hey guys, and welcome to Alarian Archives, the Patreon-exclusive podcast where we're actually going to be doing some interviewing. Yes. Hey, my name is Alon, and I play the character of Johannes. Hello, my name's Johannes, and I'm played by that jabroni Alon. There's something very distressing about hearing Johannes say the word jabroni. <laughs> he <would> There's never, <laughs> something like he inherently would, wrong about it. Yeah, you would never use that word. Uh, so, Josh, we uh, you you had asked the fans to write out some questions for both Alon and Johannes. Yes, and I have them uh, very efficiently sorted. And I have a whole a whole system in place. And then I was quickly told that my system will likely be thrown away immediately. So I'm just I'm just dealing with that right now. It's all my fault. I don't know if anybody who is on the podcast has ever had stuff that they've planned and it just like didn't go the way they planned. Never. Like I can't I can't imagine what that would be like. But Maybe this once. is this is heartbreaking. Wow. The, Mystery. The look- oh my gosh, Alex, did you just have a rave? <laughs> Uh, no, I think I think the light bulb in my lamp is dying. It's very spooky and unsettling. That was amazing. <laughs> it was my I'm, rage one of, at the concept of somebody having to suffer by having things they planned uh, go awry. I can't imagine what that would be like. One I, of two things would have happened just then while your light bulb was doing that. I either expected like it to become a full on dance and you to take out glow sticks or for it to do that strobe thing where somebody was coming out of your closet and freeze frames and slowly getting closer to murdering you. <laughs> oh God. Well, uh, Josh knows what to have, what to do if I die. Uh, pursue your dream of taking over the world. That's mm-hmm. I think, I think what we agreed on. <laughs> what we agree on every night, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's let's jump to uh, let's jump to questions. Okay, so uh, I'm going I'm going to start off with the very first question we got, which is why uh, choose to play a paladin and then rarely use paladin features. I uh, this is that's a great question. I do want to real quick thank everybody for questions, but that's a good one. I so Johannes is I. Th- think officially it's my first ever paladin that i've played for more than like a few a few games um so there's a a piece of i don't really know too much about playing a paladin or how i would do it uh but mostly where that comes from is i like the idea of johannes always stumbling forward through success or or hopefully to find success and so i i wanted him to be a character who can really step outside of like the parameters of what he's supposed to be but i also really wanted him to be lawful good in every way that he he sees it as um one because it's a really big challenge for me to do that because i'm i don't naturally trend to lawful good um, for my player characters and two, because I, I just, it fit a space for the podcast that I thought was really fun. That actually, uh, I have, I have kind of a follow-up statement slash question for that. Um, during the Palabar sequence, 
uh, Johannes was leaning out of the cart and mashing guard heads uh, kind of along with the rest of the party. And uh, the, there was a statement made when that episode originally aired that they weren't sure if that's really lawful good behavior. And how do you see that? I love that. Uh, yeah, it's funny. I don't know if I would do it now, which is always kind of funny to like look back and try to feel out where the character ha- is now to where, where they were at other times. But I definitely remember, if I remember right, Alex was describing these people as like literally slaughtering people in the street, lighting houses on fire. So I think at that point, Johannes had just very grouped everything that when people were doing that as like, that needs to stop. That's evil. Um, And especially uh, Palabar was probably just like a huge, like, uh, kind of test for Johannes to figure out the gray areas of morality because you had, um, I don't know how much Johannes has in his life dealt with like leaders who are incompetent or who are like actually evil, like money over people and stuff like that. Um, so I, I think that definitely Johannes, like probably most of the party, uh, Palabar was a, big eye-opening moment and something where you really had to evaluate who he is in moments of kind of like high stress. Palabar really was sort of a huge definitive moment. I think for like the cast as like the characters and the cast as like us understanding the characters. Yeah. You did a great job of kind of like easing us through these um, times of high stress uh, or, or like these, I don't know, like challenges, um, kind of escalating challenges so that we would have to see where the breaking points of our characters were and, and wh- how they react to that. Um, mm-hmm. and Palabar just happened to be the, the, the escalation that got us to the point where I think all of our characters had a point where they had to really evaluate who they were and what they were doing and why. And, uh, I think that was all you. I think I just was like, here is a situation. And you guys were like, we're going to do some great character development. I I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit on that, but I'm not going to argue with you on your <laughs> segment of the podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I, I definitely, you know, for Johannes, I guess that uh, breaking reaction was get a mob of people together and whip them up to try to uh, find uh a ghost i think um if i remember right uh i i know there was a lot of moments where i just was trying to i for all of us we're trying to f- feel out the space where our characters need to occupy and not step on each other's toes and johannes just ended up in this space that i'm very happy about where he he um does not he very i very intentionally try to make sure he he thinks weird is kind of the best way I can kind of say it. And a part of that is the not doing paladin stuff, even though he is a paladin. I think I've only used lay on hands like once or twice, which is a silly low amount. Yeah, I think, um, I think you've used lay on hands a grand total of two or three times. Cause I know you used it in the sea serpent fight. And I know you used it in the, uh, pal- the ocean var games fight. I think you might have used it once outside of that, but I don't oh, remember. Yeah, I healed the rock. <laughs> yep. You healed you healed the rock and it bounced back into you. Dwayneathy. Yeah, awesome. Uh, Dwayneathy the how rock. How much of that how much 
much of like so so this is a question and it's gonna sound more like judgy than i mean it how much <laughs> of the like dumb stuff that johannes does and the ridiculous like like dwayneathy and chicken lady and just like all of that craziness how much of that do you remember about later on in the cast and how much of it does johannes remember later in the cast because i think those are two different levels oh they're not actually it's and is it not yeah, is it you don't, I don't remember i don't have a great memory for that sort of stuff so it's really and it's that's the one place where it's there's times where it's really hard to play a character who has eight intelligence and eight wisdom and trying to keep that in mind because uh, i very i very consciously have to make sure that i don't deduce things correctly based on patterns i try really hard to do that wrong intentionally and that's very difficult for me sometimes but the thing that is not difficult for me which is really nice is i actually have a really crappy memory um so for things like johannes getting names wrong a lot of times it's uh, me kind of just taking my natural inclination of i'm really bad with names and just turning it up to a hundred and making a guess at something I know is kind of similar and just sticking with that, um, which is what I do. <laughs> That's delightful. Oh, my gosh. All right. I think that opens up for our second question for Alon, which is, does Johannes write with a beautiful flowing script or is it more like a doctor's scribble? Oh, it's gorgeous. Gorgeous, gorgeous script for Johannes. If I were to try to me myself imitate what I would see as Johannes's script to be, I would either A, spend like 10 years on one letter or like a la SpongeBob or B, I would just be like, hey, Sharon, Sharon. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> please. <laughs> Sharon, with your beautiful perfection, please do this thing. Yeah. I still look at the map and I'm like, God, Sharon is good at what she does. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, but right. beautiful. I, I think Johannes cares a lot about um, those kind of intricacies and making them uh, be probably pretty beyond like ap application. <laughs> that makes sense. Well, and he also has a nobles education, right? So yeah. writing, he went writing to, he and went reading. He school. I don't know if you know. <laughs> Uh, all right, this I think this is probably going to be one of the biggest questions we explore tonight. Um, how has Johannes grown or changed from his initial concept? Yeah, this is one of the few that we talked about beforehand. We've actually talked about this a lot, just you and I. Um, Johannes has probably changed the most of any character from what he was originally planned to be to what he ended up when we recorded the actual first episode of the podcast. And I think an argument could be made that he's had a lot of growth even since then, um, maybe more so than, than most. Um, originally, Johannes, we were trying to find, so we all got together and we were creating these characters and it was really nice to have a few that were very in stone, like, uh, Alita did not change too much. Basically, we just had to make Alita more confident than her, the original plan for what she was. Um, Solinar was pretty in stone. Uh, Gravy Boat w w went through a bunch of different voices, but he, as him as a character concept and kind of like the confident um, strut and, and 
I would say like I, confidence is how I kind of really define gravy boat. Um, didn't change and Eek kind of was still in the same space, but Johannes was supposed to be this really aloof character when I first came up with him because I didn't want to, I felt so scared that Johannes and gravy boat were going to occupy the same space in the party. And that was going to be uh, like unlistenable and not fun. Um, because they both kind of were supposed to be this charismatic, um, kind of party face individual. And the concept that Brandon created was just so much better than the concept that I created for Johannes. So I needed to move Johannes into another space. And originally it was supposed to be like this aloof, rich guy, but he was too unlikable. Um, I did not, I like, I didn't even enjoy playing him. Um, and I was trying to find, there was things that I did enjoy, but essentially he was supposed to be so, um, kind of caught up in, in this pretty rich boy, mentality that he was going to be disconnected like naturally too disconnected from almost anything else to care about anything but himself and that just didn't work it was just so bad uh <laughs> i i remember distinctly in our first ever recording in my kitchen on the snowball mic with all the cars going by outside that there the big thing that johannes kind of came away in that little three game mini series where we were trying to test those characters was him just yelling party at random people and trying to get a party going. Um, and I could not find for the life of me, like something that would be motivate him through the adventure. Um, outside of that, I think he had this weird situation where he kind of got <laughs> into a cult, which isn't something that that might still happen. I don't know if that's happened in this game yet. I, I but, uh, that that's something that possibly would happen with a eight wisdom, eight intelligence, Johannes who trusts everyone. Um, let's not, let's not bring up the dark times. Uh, yeah. So Johannes originally was going to be this kind of egotistical maniac. I kept some of those because we were trying to have very balanced characters who had their knives, but the more that we played Johannes, uh, once we kind of had locked in him as this kind of happy go lucky, uh, lovable oaf. Um, the more I played him, the more I realized that a lot of the, the vanity stuff, um, exists in these kind of really small ways, but doesn't manifest itself in a way where he doesn't, he definitely is lawful good in that he, he is, he very much like looks to others before himself. So I think that was a, just a huge drastic change and it really changed the way that I played him. Did it change how you felt about him? Yeah, I mean, I love I love Johannes. And I mean, you can't really get a feel for a character in well, you get a light feel in three games or two games or however many we played for the the pre pre games. I think it was four. But I definitely he was not fitting into the party in a way that I wanted of like a character to. So the, it definitely those changes needed to happen of like finding the the space that he needed to be but gosh i love johannes so much i think he is such a lovable goof um i'm very happy to play him 